0: I'm Tyler,
1: and I'm Audrey,
0: and this is We Like Beer,
1: a podcast about us people, people who like beer. Were I, you gonna say that?
0: I was gonna say that.
1: I don't think that's how it has been, been historically
0: to, speaking. Historically, I well, just felt like a time to jump in. I saw an oh, okay. I saw an opening, and I was gonna take it. But I that's like okay. that you. I just we said, could say
1: it in unison. Ooh, I
0: like that. People who like beer. beer. Well, you,
1: people like beer. like Pe- when. Like beer. People who like, like beer. beer. People who like that. Like yep. There we go. That'll sound great next time. <laughs> mm,
0: beer. All I wanna do is drink beer for breakfast. D, slow down. You're on pace to drink 130 beers.
1: What kind of beer? Pabst boo Ribbon. All right. Why do you drink ice cold beer on a hot day?
0: What else are you gonna do with it? So this is a really special episode of We Like Beer. Do you wanna so, tell us why?
1: Um I hosted Yeah That's something
0: It was so special.
1: Yeah It did so
0: good. Why did you host?
1: Um so we interviewed the Independent Women's Brewing Club in Los Angeles who brewed a beer for International Women's Day with the Pink Boots Society.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, So it just felt like, you know, straight white man probably shouldn't be doing the interview. It's time to just take a step back.
0: Take a step back. Um,
1: But you know what? Listen. I
0: needed to listen. (laughs) And that's what I
1: did. And you'll hear
0: me chuckle a couple times because it was fun.
1: No, thank you. Mm -hmm. Uh, very supportive, though. You know, yeah, you came out, helped with the equipment, put the stuff up.
0: I just do what you do every time <laughs> once. And I was like, oh, is that what it is? This isn't fun at all. Rather... <laughs> well, you know what? Vice versa. <laughs> oh, come on. Well, that's why we're in well, the right like, roles. this is a lot of Well,
1: actually, in the moment, it's fun. It's the re listening to yourself talking that's really awful. Oh, yeah. No, I it's... really did not enjoy that at all.
0: It's not good. Yeah, it's not good nope. at
1: all. Um, so who knows if I'll ever do this again, but yeah, Yeah.
0: (laughs) um, hey, you know, you, you, you pipe in every once in a while. Yeah, I do. When when it's, everybody likes that when you do
1: that. Oh, thanks everybody. Whoever everybody is. Don't ask for specifics. (laughs) Um, but yeah, this was really fun. Um, and the beer that we were drinking, um, and looking at was called hashtag squad goals by Indie Brewing Company. Um, released it, um, but it's a collaboration between many different women from all different um, parts of the brewing world Mm -hmm. um, in front of house and back of house and um, with no experience or some experience. So very cool stuff and really interesting ladies that we met. Um, And then there's some other beers that Tyler knows the names of because he has access to the internet. Yep. Yeah, So he's going to list them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so,
0: I mean, go to the Pink Boot Society Instagram page for all the updates on these kinds of things. There's some great-looking beers on here. The, the Dirty Boots Double IPA uh, from Fall Brewing. We have, uh, obviously, Hashtag Squad Goals. The Persistence IPA from Mosca, Moxa Brewing in Sacramento, which has an awesome-looking label. Mm-hmm. Same for Turf War as well, Some really, which is a West Coast uh, Double IPA. They brewed for those. Um, the bomber brewing had a fantastic looking uh, beer as well. That's just the um, I think that's their their mm. pink haze. Uh, and a lot, a lot
1: of IPAs, very interesting. A lot
0: of IPAs, a lot of you know north, which East I think is kind of
1: cool because I I feel like a lot of uh, people in this world, specifically people who give you drinks, don't think that women like IPAs a lot of times. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when we'll order something. If there's a darker beer, they always hand it to Tyler, and a lot sometimes it's mine. Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of cool. Or double IPA, that, they want to yeah. hand to me, and,
0: and it's usually like, yours. He's
2: like, no, please. That's no.
0: <laughs> enough. Enough. I can only do so much of it. So yeah, absolutely. I got another great uh, Angels in the Oat Field as uh, a New England style pale ale. Um, from Strike Brewing, company. a lot of hazy's
1: as well, which I think yeah. was interesting that Breeze, uh, who you will here on the podcast, yeah, explained yeah. that it's mostly just because it's really in right now, and they knew that it would sell, and that all the proceeds go to the Pink Boot Society, I believe.
0: Yeah, right? there's a, a portion or or a uh, portion portion. Sorry. Of okay,
1: you can not all give all the their proceeds. money away. For okay, them. yeah, well they need to uh, make their money back, yeah. I'm sure.
0: Uh, but, bold Missy Brewery, which I actually know of um, from an in-flight video I saw on American <laughs> Airlines. <laughs> Uh, and Charlotte had, did a long leave, the long live, the Queen city IPA as well. So lots of, lots of really, really cool, uh, big elm, uh, did a, did a couple as well. So lots of, lots of really cool ones. Go to pink boots, uh, Instagram and you'll, you'll find them all there. Yeah. But yeah. So, uh, uh,
1: the only other thing is the, uh, we should have another audio disclaimer. There's some brief,
0: brief moments.
1: Yeah, there's some brief um, audio that we had to pull from our camera instead of our microphone, so um, you know we don't have to get into the weeds in it. But it might sound inconsistent, but we promise it was all recorded in one single sitting. Yep, and <laughs> you know
0: you can hear everything. So yeah. Now you say cameras.
1: Oh yeah, we actually did some video for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, so we should hopefully be releasing Not that, that we have on a our face Instagrams. of the podcast. Oh boy, no, please
0: uh, um, yeah, absolutely. Check out Instagram and our YouTube our account where at we'll be posting. We like posting Beer
1: Pod mm-hmm,
0: on both of those, and yeah. we'll be posting up videos and little clips here and there. So check yeah. it out. Breeze, Nina, Odith were all so so kind to come and sit and yeah. talk with us. So and
1: even though uh, we told them it would be a podcast, and then we actually we recorded their faces, <laughs> so
0: they were they were very cool about that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, with anything anything uh, else you want to add? No, I mean, but no. Yeah.
1: Go check out Hashtag Squaggles. All right. Ladies. Get
0: ready for the interview.
1: woo Hi, I'm Audrey, and for this episode of We Like Beer, we're here with the ladies behind Independent Women's Brewing Club. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for quick intros, if uh, we go down and then you say your name, um, your where you work, and your favorite song to brew
2: to and or work to, um, all right. Uh, my name's Nina. Um, I work here at Indie Brewing in the Tap Room. I also am the founder of the Independent Women's Club, which meets uh, the first Tuesday of every month right here at Indie Brewing. Um, I don't brew a whole lot. I homebrew sometimes, but it's been a while. Uh, but I would say... Probably just, like, Angry Riot girl music would be my <laughs> yeah. music of choice. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> uh,
3: hi, my name is Breeze. I work at Indie Brewing. I'm the assistant brewer here. So because we brew often, I don't have just one song. I have, a, like, several songs. A lot of them are of women. So it's usually, like, um, like Beyonce, Who Run The World, Girls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Alanis Forsett <laughs> you ought to know Nice. Um, and oh what's her name uh, Carrie Underwood Before He Cheats yeah. oh my god this is... that one really gets you
4: yeah
3: like Cardi B Bodak Yellow like oh. almost these stomping up the stairs like mm-hmm. getting to the mash tun like oh it's so good so yeah those are like some of the songs that I just blast like bomb here by myself it's great
4: uh, my name is Odette and I work here in the taste room at Indie Room. Um, my favorite song that I like to blast when I'm working in the tasting room is
1: so It" by <laughs> <laughs> Um And so, everyone on the podcast, we asked them what their first beer was and
2: what the first good beer they had was. So, uh, my first beer was technically malt liquor. It was a Mickey's hand grenade, probably followed very shortly by uh, PBR or Old Style, <laughs> since I grew up in Illinois. Um, Old style is way better than PBR. I don't know if you guys have had it. Um, But, yeah. And then I didn't have, like, my first craft beer for a little while. And the first one I had was a Goose Island IPA. And I thought it was the most disgusting thing I'd ever had. I was like, what is this? Why does it taste like flowers? (laughs) Um, And then I don't know specifically, like, what was my first, like, craft beer that I enjoyed, but, uh, it was probably, like, a Goose Island Honkers Ale or 312, um, and there wasn't a whole lot of, uh, breweries <laughs> in Chicago back then, hey. um,
1: but... Was there one, though, that kind of inspired you to get into breweries? Yeah, so,
2: I discovered, like, Three Floyds and Bells, Bells Amber was, like, my favorite beer for a long time, um... Two brothers. They have like this really good beer called Prairie Path. Mm. That is amazing. Um, yeah, God, seems so long ago. But <laughs> <laughs>
3: nice. uh, for me, uh, being Mexican, it's like a rite of passage that the first beer be a Corona. Mm. Back then, I'm pretty sure it's different today. Uh, it was horrible. <laughs> I was thirteen, I believe. It was disgusting, and I remember telling myself I would never drink beer again. I don't know why adults drink beer. I think it's so stupid and disgusting. (laughs) And then, like, here I am. And then uh, my first craft beer was in Fort Collins, Colorado. I feel like it's, like, the mecca of craft beer, Uh, Colorado alone being that, too. So I went to Fort Collins Brewery. They gave you flights. The flights were free. I've never experienced places where they give free beer and that (laughs) so I'm like this is awesome (laughs) Uh, and I remember like having like a like it would be like a Kolsch or a dark ale or stout something like that and Mm -hmm. I just didn't know that they could have so many beautiful colors Mm -hmm. and so many amazing just flavors and aromas so I really wanted to just know more about it and then the next brewery after that was New Belgium we literally just from there we hopped over (laughs) to New Belgium and that was just wow so I was like blown away by all of that stuff. Um, yeah. But I do want to say like in college, I thought I was being fancy. Like I thought my version of like good beer was drinking like Shock Top mm. or Blue Moon. So oh, i be yeah. like, oh man, I'm so crafty. Just like, a <laughs> little orange slice. And now I look back and it's like those things I like, you're like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. I don't <laughs> Let's just leave it back there. So, yeah. My first beer was at
4: some dive-in bar in Therese and my friend's wife like, insisted for me to try beer because I was like confusing I was like no I'm never going to drink beer and, I said, well, I'm and she's like I'm buying one you're and to have to drink it and I'm like okay so she bought me a beer and she put it on the table and it was a Stella, a Stella Kwan, and I like, tried it and it was like it was pretty good mm-hmm. uh, my first craft beer was at um, the Room in Uptown here. And they had, it was like this cat handler looked really gnarly. And I was like, I want to try it. And then they poured it, and I'm like, whoa, that's a really dark beer. And it was actually an old recipe on oh. nitro. And that's, that's how I like got into craft Beer. Like after that, it, just, it was just, like, yeah, I'm, <laughs> in. I'm into this. <laughs> nice. And then
1: how
3: did you get into the beer industry? Uh, for me, as soon as I graduated college, first of all, nobody tells you that in college, it's like, oh yeah, you'll have a diploma, but you're kind of screwed because like, nobody wants to hire a person with a diploma and no experience in any field. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of fell into the dog industry where I worked for daycares and um, training facilities, and then I started working for... Uh, an agility facility and they had franchises. Agility facility. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. Look into it. (laughs) Okay. Bring your cat. They had franchises all over the the country and a lot in the city too. So I started working under the CEO and uh, who is a woman. Mm -hmm. So it was great. And that's when I started learning a lot about being a woman in, in any industry and mm-hmm. just being a boss. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I just, I looked up to her so much and she was such a good example of how to, how to kick ass in anything that you want to do. So I would go to other franchises and kind of help them build up the stores and mm-hmm. do all that stuff. So it was a lot of, it was very corporate mm-hmm. as well. And I liked it a lot and then it started to become my life or it was no longer about the dogs anymore because I'm a huge dog person it was more about having to work with people and then I slowly realized I do not like people <laughs> at all I don't like big crowds of them I don't like lines of them I just don't I don't like people at all and I just like the whole dog thing mm-hmm. mind you I started um, learning more about craft beer after that experience in Fort Collins and so I was reading more about it and I was trying to you know how hard it is to get three Floyds out here? Super hard. <laughs> like, being 22 and, like, going to every just beer store and then, yeah. like, tell, like, there's no such thing. You no. can't get three Floyds out no, here. I don't think they, no. like, legally can distribute here. I tasted one. I found one collaboration beer that they had. Really? Yeah, and it was just, like, the last bottle, and it took me forever <laughs> to finally drink it, which is a bad life choice. Um, so same thing, like, no getting a job in in the beer industry or any service industry when you never have any service experience. It was so hard. So I was like trying to apply to so many breweries and then they're just like, you have a ton of management experience mm-hmm. and you have a ton of like corporate experience, mm-hmm. but this is not what we are. Mm-hmm. So it was really hard to even get my foot in the door. And then, cause I want to do it part time mm-hmm. and have my full time job. And it was like one day where I'm like, I am not happy doing what I'm doing. Like, this is what I want to do. This is really wanna, what I want to experience. And then I just jumped. So there was a brewery that was opening a couple of years ago and they needed bartenders. So I was like, I went, I remember they were looking at my resume and they're like, you're so overqualified. Like, we can't pay you what you were getting at your last job. It's like, I don't care. I just really need an in to experience. Like, don't worry about it. Like, I'll take care of myself. So I got hired for $10.50 an hour and working only three days a week. But, I mean, I got my Cicerone certification within the first month, and, like, oh. I learned how to correctly clean glassware, I learned how to correctly pour a beer. I learned how to um, not have... a resting bitch face all the time mm-hmm. I, was <laughs> like, I learned how to smile even like, though I was like screaming on the inside oh, I struggle, to, yeah, I yeah. With yes. that's- <laughs> <laughs> uh, but getting to know people who were into beer like that was really cool and I realized like kind of community that beer builds so I was mm-hmm. falling more in love with that and then um, while I was there the brewers would always be in the back and I just kept finding myself in the back I kept trying to like See, like how the fermenters work and just looking at the glycol lines and everything and then finally the brewmaster at the time saw me just kind of like looking at the grain and trying to write down like all of the great bags of grain i can find the categories of it so i can just look them up at home and he finally asked me he's like do you want to just come in one day and grain out just so that you know what it feels like and how much work is put into it and i was like yep <laughs> and then slowly started kind of going into like i would work with the brewers in the morning And then I would close the brewery at night. So Mm -hmm. I would be there at 5 a.m., and then I would get an hour break, so I would change into my bartending clothes, and then I would open the brewery, and then work my shift, and then close and do it again the next day. Mm -hmm. Um, Wasn't getting paid for the morning stuff. It was just more of, like, I just want to see how this happens. So I already had that experience, and it was great and being able to do that. And then... um, I was working at another brewery after that, and I helped them, like, open the front of house. Mm. So that was a really great learning experience, too. And then here's Indy. Uh, There was a month or two where I wanted to get in more and understand. So it was perfect timing. I came in. I saw James, who's the head brewer here. And then I let him know, like, hey, if you ever want somebody to spray down the floors, you know, clean gaskets, sanitize, whatever wash kegs like I'm more than happy to do that and and James was just like yeah yeah that'd be cool cool." (laughs) because James has no words ever so I finally came in and I was doing all of it and not once had ever asked for like a dime and that caught James's attention where I was more than willing to do the work Mm -hmm. for no money whatsoever and still come in the next day at the same time to do the same amount of work Mm -hmm. and that's when he came up to me and he was like hey by the way like we're we're looking to hire somebody, I need some help in the back, you know, um, do you want to, you know, come brew with me a couple of days to check it out? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And so I brewed with him for, like, a month or two, and he, like, noticed how I was kind of picking things up, how I could lift a lot of heavy things, Mm -hmm. a lot of heavy things, and he realized that not only was I willing and able, but I had the physical capabilities of Mm -hmm. doing what a man can do. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so then he finally asked, he's like, if you want in, like, I'm more than happy to give you the position. So when I told him, like, I'm more than happy to take it. Mm-hmm. So since then, I've just kind of started, well, as a sellerman here. And then now I'm an assistant brewer. And that's just from doing extreme intense labor every single day, mm-hmm. but knowing that it's part of the job. Mm-hmm. So I like it. But I mean, aside from that, I would also go to other breweries before I came to Indy just to go do free labor for them. Like, wash kegs see how they brew see like what kind of grain they use mm-hmm. all those things all for free breweries love free labor mm-hmm. you go in you're like i just want to wash kegs all day they be like go ahead yeah <laughs> so doing those things gave me the ability to not only learn mm-hmm. uh, and to have experience but also see like how each brewery functions mm-hmm. and how the companies function and it was a really th- good thing to see and being at indy <clears throat> like do you remember like having like a your favorite pair of jeans, mm-hmm. favorite pair of shoes, mm-hmm. or something like it just feels right? Mm-hmm. That's what indie is mm-hmm. for me. And at, 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 all of the breweries that I had, they were fantastic. But there's something about indie that it just feels like ugh, it's just it's like a warm blanket. Mm-hmm. So that's what I loved about <laughs> this place and uh, yeah, that's how I got
4: here. Uh with me it's just my social media. Uh, mm-hmm. I like to go to breweries and take cool pictures and post them and uh, one time I was just like hanging out in my apartment and I had this like 20 pounds cat his name was Hendrix, and I just had like an empty can like right next to him and he was laying down I was looking at him and I was like that would be a really cool photo mm-hmm. and I snapped the shot I put it on my Instagram and within like a couple hours I had over 300 likes and a bunch of like your uh, accounts started following me and stuff like that and then I just embraced it and I just kept going along with it. And Breeze um, actually like, helped me out a lot getting the job here. I'm very grateful. Because I'm really big, not only, like
3: women in the industry, mm-hmm. but another thing is having Latinas in the industry. Mm-hmm. So that's huge for me because I'm Latina, and to be able to open doors for other women who are also Latinas, to come in here and experience it, mm-hmm. then like, I'm more than happy to do that. I know Dad, when I saw when we met for the first time, not only was she super sweet and personable, but super intelligent. And she's just so self driven and motivated. And it's like, women like that is what Indy needs. Mm-hmm. It was all men. Yeah. Um, and all supported men. Mm-hmm. So bringing Nina in, and well, Nina coming in and then being able to have the Deaf jump on board was huge for me because it's like, all right, cool. like. <laughs>
1: You're building a spot. Yeah, it's, it's
3: it's great. So uh, and ever since then, like I'm super proud of Odette and how much she's grown here and how much she's learned and known on like, this side of the beer industry and uh, just being able just to be able to put uh, the Venus in that position in the future. It's just something that I want to happen here consistently at Indy because they're just so
2: just so supportive about it. So for me, I've. Pretty much always worked in bars and restaurants since I was like 20, Um, and I was lucky enough to like work in places that did have like really good like craft beer and stuff, and I developed a passion for it early on. Um, And I moved to LA seven years ago, and once I moved here, I was like, oh my god, there's so many new beers, (laughs) like. for a while, I was trying to get a job at a brewery, uh, like in a tap room. Um, I applied to a lot of different, like, brew pubs, beer bars, and I just like kept getting rejected. And I'm like, I don't know why. I know my stuff. Like,
4: mm-hmm.
2: I have such mm-hmm. great experience. Like, I don't understand why I'm not getting these jobs. Um, and then, like, I realized, like just how competitive it is uh, in any, like, bar or restaurant job in L.A., like, mm-hmm. it's super competitive because, you know, you have so many out-of-work actors that are <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably better sure. at interviewing than me. <laughs> um, so I was like, what can I do to set myself ahead? And so I started, uh, like, teaching myself how to homebrew um, so that I could just, like, learn more of the process and have that knowledge. And... Flash forward. Here I am <laughs> in Brewing, and I'm very happy about it. Yeah, I just kept bothering everyone here for a little while nice until they hired me. Persistence. That's <laughs> <Yes>. the way. <laughs> yeah.
1: Nice. And did you feel like your path was different um, being a woman, or do you think that's kind of like the typical way into the industry?
2: As far as like working in bars and restaurants, you'll see like a lot of women like you know serving in bartending mm-hmm. positions. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, like, at a certain point it helps, but then it also, like, you have to deal with a lot more, like, sexual harassment and, uh, maybe people, like, hiring you for the wrong reasons Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, but as far as, like, getting into, like, the brewery scene, it's, when I, like, first started trying to get jobs at, like, beer bars and breweries, like, I was being interviewed, Every single time I was interviewed by a guy and I was like, I feel like they're not hiring me because maybe because I'm a woman. I don't want to say that for sure, right, right? but I don't think that it helped because it's such like a boys club. It's totally a yeah. boys club. Yeah.
3: yeah. It's for, for me, every time like when I would get hired and I would want to go in the production side of mm-hmm. the brewery. It was a lot of like, oh, you don't want to do that you'll get you know it's dirty back there to lift a lot of heavy things like it's just oh, like your that clothes are gonna get dirty <laughs> well for me every time you're saying that, I'm like
2: Aha. I realized pretty quickly that I don't really want to like Ugh, I don't want to like lift pegs no like
3: I was that's what that's what I wanted to do that's how it's like you know you're meant for something and you mm. see it and reach but like everybody's like no no yes. like slap your hands like mm-hmm. away from it and that's what that was and it was a lot of like you don't want to do that you want to do this you don't want to do that you, wanna mm-hmm. you do this or and that was really 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 shitty mm-hmm. to constantly get and it was always like the look up and down where it's like oh you do that's cute oh, that's <laughs> pain. That's pain. you should just do sales um and I hated it and it's like no I can really do this this yeah. is what I really want to do and uh being a woman in this industry is super difficult because they already have positions for you in mind mm-hmm. bartender uh, marketing. Salesperson, bar manager, but none of them ever uh, working in the back. Mm-hmm. But there are a few breweries who champion that idea, mm-hmm. like Indie, um, and there are other like Ting from Eau she's fantastic. Devin from Arts District, oh, they're just and there's Serena more, from
2: Ladyface. Yes, they're they're <laughs> great, and they want to
3: see more women in that yeah. uh, in that role. So it's great to find them or come mm-hmm. across them. But the majority of it is like. You've got boobs. You can't even lift. Mm-hmm.
2: 50 <laughs> it's, yeah, so so it's lift.
3: yeah, I know. <laughs> so this being given this role, like it's almost like I've been given a platform to mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. those people that not only am I doing it, but I'm doing it better than you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah.
4: Awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, And so then Nina, what was kind of the catalyst for starting the Women's Brewing Club?
4: Um,
2: So for probably like close to two years, I had an idea that like I wanted to start something like that. Uh, At first, it was more just like, I have a few girlfriends that really like craft beer, Mm -hmm. uh, but I would like to meet more Mm -hmm. because, I don't know, it's... Good to have girlfriends uh, yeah. <laughs> who have the same interests as you and want to go like to different breweries. I just like I didn't know how to go about it for a really long time until I started working here and uh, it actually like came up just because. Uh, so at indie we have like indie fest beer. We like we kind of call everything like indie something. Like it's kind of an ongoing like. <laughs> inside joke almost and so I was like what if we did independent women's club mm-hmm. and like I was like oh wait that's actually like a pretty good idea we should do that <laughs> <laughs> and then like the the owners were like I brought it to them and like did a little presentation they're like we love it go for it and I think been, we were all excited I was, oh, yeah it was nice. we're, everyone was so supportive and helpful and like uh, Morgan one of the owners I could not have done this without him he helped me like he has he has like more of a marketing background kind of thing so he like helped me put together like event pages and like email lists and the logo which was a group effort it was Breeze's idea for the little hop lady I don't know mm-hmm. if you can see it um, so this was Breeze's idea and then I did the initial drawing, and then Morgan turned it into a graphic design, and...
1: Nice, that's <laughs> yeah, very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and for Breeze, um, the hashtag Squad Goals beer, mm-hmm. uh, so what was kind of the inspiration behind both the name and um, the actual style of beer?
3: So, mm-hmm. so with Squad Bowls, it's a collaboration day for the Pink Society. Mm-hmm. So portion of the proceeds they goes to this organization to uh, support other women who are interested in brewing mm-hmm. and so we were able the guys here were able to not only do they get the like the grain for it, everything needed for it they wanted me to kind of put together this collaboration to do with other women in the industry mm-hmm. and for me knowing how I started off I, would, I came across my coworkers and other women in the industry who were in the, like the bartending or sales or managing uh, positions, but always like, curious about it mm-hmm. and never really being given the opportunity to do it full on. So then for me, instead of inviting other female brewers who are like, already just like in the works and they're just doing it and they're kicking ass, I wanted to invite the women who were just curious about mm-hmm. the process itself I invited uh, two assistant brewers, uh, from one from Progress, one from Sanctum, and then I invited the general manager from Dry River and one of the bartenders from Dry River and Nina and Odette who work here. So I put everything out for them, and I wanted them to experience the weight of things, how difficult it can be, mm-hmm. um, and the each girl, each woman who I invited, not one of them is self spoken, not one <laughs> of them will take an insult and walk away with it. Each and every one of them, they they're like they're bad bitches. That's what I like to call them. That's what I like to call us. And because they've been told no, they're still just pushing forward. Mm-hmm. And I wanted them to come in and be able to have this experience with me. And there were moments in there where we were just kind of venting, like, oh you know, do you get dick pics in your DM? Like, well, oh my god, me too. Like, oh, so you get harassed too? Oh my god, all the time. Like, do they just, you know, compliment you like on how well your hair looks and your makeup, but not how well you work? Oh my god, same thing. So we were just kind of, kind of putting us out there that we're all in the same boat, and mm-hmm. it was just so, it was super empowering to not only hear that and be able to say like everybody else, it's all that we're doing here, and to see the work that they were doing and knowing that they put so much like hard work and effort into this to. So they're my squad, nice. and so squad squadables is, like, this is what every girl group should try to aspire mm-hmm. to be, like, just so supportive of each other, such badasses, just killing the game, <laughs> uh, and that was huge for me to be able to create that for them, to create that environment for them, and uh, the style of beer is, uh, is an IPA, it's, some would say a hazy IPA, but we really wanted this beer to sell, and since there's such, like, a haze-craze community out there, we know that we knew that this would be able to not only uh, intrigue people and interest them, but we know that it would sell well. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of this whole haze-craze movement that's going on, it's it kind of, like, um, it puts breweries, breweries in a situation where they can't brew, like, a traditional-style beer, be super proud of it, and mm-hmm. put it out on the market. Right. Uh, because people will be like, oh, this is, this is really clear. No, I want it to be hazy. I want it to be juicy, you know? Um, so this was something that we wanted to do because people like it. We also like drinking it. We knew it would be an easy sell. It's really hard to make depending on how many pounds of, uh, oats go in it. So, uh, and I knew that that was going to be really hard for the girls, too. So we did it. It took us forever to <laughs> grain out, but it was fantastic. So it's a, basically, the, it's like a lot of hard work with a lot of women who know how to work really hard, who kick ass. And, but the concept of the art was all James. Mm-hmm. Like the pink, the gold, mm-hmm. the white, it was all his idea. We were going to call it Champagne Campaign. And then we realized oh no. And then James and I were like, well, what about squad goals? And then James is like, what about hashtag <laughs> yes. James,
4: Get out of here right now.
3: Uh, so yeah, there's just like a lot of it, a lot of good stuff going into it. And really- Do you guys have any other fun brew day stories? Oh yeah, because it was the same brew day. Two instances. One, Danny from St. Dum. She was like so she was so like gung-ho about it, so it was everybody else. And I had like a bag of grain for everyone to put into the mill um, to go into the crisp case to go through the gross hydrator and into the mash tun. So so Danny was like so ready, she like cuts it open. she knows what to do and she hands the phone over to one of the other girls who was there and she was like ready to pose for it. So the bag was already open so she picks it up and she holds it over her shoulder and it's like the opposite end, so all the grain starts falling onto the ground, and her face just turns beet red, and she just was freaking out like crazy, and I watched the whole thing happen, and I could not stop laughing, <laughs> it's like 25 pounds of grain that like was on the floor, but it wasn't going to make a huge, huge difference. So she was just like, say, I'm sorry. She was, her face was like, oh, it was so, like, I felt bad for her, but I could not stop laughing. I'm like, you're fine, you're fine. <laughs> and then, so the second story with that that goes to it is when we were, it was time to put the hops into the kettle. Uh, I wanted each girl to have the experience of tossing the hops in there. Mm. So we were recording all of it. And for me, like, my favorite show growing up was Xena the Warrior Princess, so I feel like ever since I was a kid, I was always meant to do badass things as a woman, and oh, yeah. like Zena, the Warrior Princess, is <laughs> like a perfect role model. So there's like a part where she like throws like this this spear, like this frisbee thing that can cut your head off. And when she every time she tosses it, she does like this cry that goes to like this yell. So I started doing it every time the girls would drop the hops in. Mm-hmm. And because it was like such like an empowering like squad moment, you know, like a tribe situation, like almost like we were giving a sacrifice like to the (laughs) beer gods. So we did that for every uh, girl that was going up there. And it was such a cool experience because all of us were doing it at the same time. I mean... It was really fucking cool. (laughs) And it was a moment where it's almost like the world stood still just so that we can enjoy like that moment together Mm -hmm. as a team, as a group of women who, who did this together. So those two (laughs) moments of that day, I will never forget because it was moments that it's like I was able to share with, with these women. So yeah. Awesome.
1: Um, so my last question is, uh, who would be in your squad
2: Famous fictional, really? your family. I've thought about this. Um, so <laughs> 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 um, Sarah Michelle Gellar, mm-hmm. Patty Smith, mm-hmm. Kathleen Hanna, mm-hmm. Janelle Mo- Jan- Janelle Monae. Um, oh, there was one more that I really wanted, but I can't remember now. So a, music- <laughs> a <laughs> probably, musician, probably. probably. <laughs> um, well, I've added more to mine. Um, okay. But
3: obviously, Michelle Obama, Beyonce, uh, Amy Poehler. Oh, uh, yeah. I Tina Fey
2: Can we combine, squads?
4: I mean, yeah, we'll collaborate. <laughs> okay. That be totally Great.
3: fine. Uh, Ruth uh, Ginsburg. Mm-hmm. And who else? Um, Patty LaBelle and.
4: Mm. Chelsea Handler! <laughs> Oh, yes! I love her. Oprah. Yeah. J-Lo. Mariah Carey, but I think J-Lo and Mariah Carey don't play along long But what year Mariah
3: Carey? Like 90s Mariah Carey? No, current Mariah Carey.
2: Really? No. A lot
1: going on. Glitter.
4: she'll have my
2: back um, who
1: would I want to party with? J-Wow. J-Wow. J-Wow.
4: Snooki.
1: and Snooki <laughs> 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 awesome well thank you so much for having me um, this has been awesome uh, check out hashtag at indie brewing while it's still available we
4: have it on draft too oh yeah. awesome on
2: draft it's a, is it in stores? It is now. They went off to distribution on Monday. I think um, Sarah's Market, and Ramirez, uh, the Heights Deli and Bottle Shop. Sweet. If you guys see it out there, please take a photo of it, tag
3: Indie, and uh, hashtag SquadBulls it. Because we'd love to see it. Yeah, hashtag, where hashtag where cans are out there. Yes. So, yeah, thanks for having us. It's yeah, so thank fun. you so awesome. much. Thank you.